You're listening to the Miscarriage Doula Podcast. I'm your host, Arden Cartret. This space is meant to be a tool for you to feel less alone and to learn more about how to get through what you've been through and what you're probably going through. We'll hear diverse stories from women and men in the online space, experts, and people just like you and me who are feeling the effects of miscarriage and loss in real time. This is the Miscarriage Doula Podcast. Olivia, thank you so much for being here. I want to welcome you to the space and just have you get started wherever you feel like your story begins. Thank you. Um, as I told you just before, uh, first, I really want to thank you for the space. Uh, I'm not at all somebody who um, usually does anything of this. I'm not used to being recorded or anything, uh, but I... I really decided I wanted to share my story because it has helped me very much to hear other stories. So I also thank everybody else who has actually decided to share their stories because although each story is very unique, there are things that I do uh, feel for a lot in my story as well. So no, I, I really, really uh, wanna thank you for that first. Um, and okay, my story, first of all, uh, I'm, I come, I'm from Chile, so um, South America, and I'm 32 years old. I have been married for almost four years, and um, to be honest, we weren't expecting to have a baby at all. It wasn't in our plans, but at the same time, uh, I had st stopped using like proper birth control uh, for a year already uh but i was we were still like using more natural methods and everything but uh we knew that it wasn't a hundred percent secure so and we had decided if we got pregnant we would have the baby and that's it the thing is it hadn't happened and in a way it's very it's easier said than done but the thing is af, um, at some point my period was five days late i was feeling some differences in my body uh like a lower back pain and you know my breasts were a bit a bit swollen and so I told my partner my husband that I that I uh, wanted to um, have a test made and he kind of like pushed aside the idea but I I, I we actually had a wedding the night before I, I didn't have any alcohol because I I was sure I was pregnant like I knew it um, and so the next day I asked him like to go buy a few um, you know birth uh, I don't Perfect know tests exact pregnancy tests and uh, so he went to buy one and I peed on it and uh, I was pregnant and so at first I was like uh, in shock but still I I knew it in a way and I think he was very much in shock and he was like but maybe this maybe this isn't true well I'm gonna go buy a few more and he actually just left and went to buy a few more and when I when he came back he actually said like you know what this is great I'm ready you know we're gonna be parents great and I was like, okay, I'm still gonna try these other what two ones. And one of them came out negative and the other one came out positive. And it was like the ones that says like, you're more than four weeks pregnant. So like, okay, wow, shock, uh, like we hugged. And we, I think we just couldn't really finish believing it. And, and actually we had a dinner that night. And we're like, yeah, let's go anyway. And we went and, and it was nice. And we had decided not to tell anybody. And, and I, I was actually like, 
they, it was very weird at the beginning. And that night I, I actually got very anxious because I was saying, wait, we're going to have a baby. And we had so many plans. We were planning on traveling in April. We were traveling, uh, planning on, I don't know. I was like getting things like uh, getting new plans at work. And uh, my partner had just uh, like kind of moved up in his job and and he had tons of work and I was like where does this fit in our life we'd have to probably change houses so I just started freaking out at that night and from then on for a few weeks I'd say uh, our emotions were very much in both of our cases a lot of illusion a lot of us imagining how it would be with this baby but also a lot of fear on my side like what's going to happen with my life I had projects for myself am I going to forget myself uh also we live in a very traditional uh, setting I'd say and women are very much in charge of the children not saying that it's our case at all but um these are fears that come from like you know historical you know transgenerational things um what is it going to be like for me on his side he was very scared something would actually happen to the child like after birth and you know he, he said like I know when people lose babies and children and you know uh, it really just you know it messes it all up and we won't be able to happy be happy again and so in that sense you're like I, I, this is just too scary you know the responsibility so it was two weeks of that on and off and you know happiness and fear and happiness and fear and uh, anyway uh, the thing is two weeks after so around the 16th August we had our first um, scan echography and it was just like on my stomach. I, it wasn't with the transvaginal one. And um, and it was incredible because we could see the, uh, I was eight weeks pregnant and uh, you could see the little baby and you could hear the heartbeat and the, see, see the heartbeat as well. And it was just incredible. Uh, and I freaked out then as well because I was like, I can't believe, I'm, I'm super thin. I was like, how is my body actually going to, managed to actually like grow with this baby and it was just incredible and 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 my partner as well said like I'm like right now there is no fear I'm just pure happiness and I'd say that we had two weeks there of pure happiness where we were thinking of names especially me because I was saying like it's a boy this it's a girl this because I think my partner was still kind of fearful about like what if something happens but to be honest he had never thought of a miscarriage I mean he was thinking like I I still don't want to get attached to you know, until it's there. Um, and so two weeks after that, uh, we had already decided what like, doctor we wanted to accompany, accompany us, what nurse as well, like the doula that we, we wanted to accompany us. And we had a, an appointment for the 30th of August. And we went and we were actually nervous. We might not like the doctor because we didn't know him. So like, oh yeah, this is nervous. And we didn't think he was going to make a, a, have us get an, another echography or scan uh, as we had just had one two weeks before. But he said, no, let's have one. Let's get one done anyway. And he just used like a, one like with a small computer in his office. And this time he wanted to have the transvaginal one. And I was super freaked out because I had never had one of those done. Um, but I said, OK. And, and, and we were speaking and it was like, oh, OK. And then. But then the, the image starts coming out and uh, like we start looking and like Tom, like I, my partner holds my hand. It's like, this doesn't look like what we saw the other day. And um, 
And I, I said, like, what's the matter? And, and then the doctor said, well, but I've, a lot of doctors have said, um, uh, I'm very sorry, there's no heartbeat, no heartbeat. Uh, and then, well, I, I, like, my partner just, like, covered his mouth and, like, complete shock. He never thought this would happen to us. And I just started crying like very deeply, like from very, very deep inside of me. And plus this doctor was still like with the one inside of me. And I just really wanted him to get it out. And, and he was saying like, no, just wait, wait. And I was like, what else do we have to wait for? I just want to, you know, get my clothes on. And of course I didn't say all this, but I was thinking it and I was just crying. And then, well, I got, uh, I went into the bathroom, got my clothes on, was crying very deeply. Like, I don't know how to explain it. It's just very deep sadness. Um, and he said, let's still get another like proper uh, uh, look. And they took me to this other place and it was very uncomfortable because I had actually gone in there super happy and I had to like go out and there were other pregnant women like moving all around like, you know, to their doctor's appointment. And there was this nurse who was very smiley, like calling me like, come this way, come this way. And I was thinking, why can she smile? I mean, this is, and cause she already knew that I was going for a scan with them like, but because of a miscarriage I was like why is she smiling she shouldn't smile and another wand and this time I decided not to look because I just didn't want I wanted to keep in mind that other image I had in my mind from two weeks before and yeah again he confirmed no heartbeat and this doctor told me uh that he recommended for us to get the I think you call it the DNC like the procedure yeah he uh, he recommended for us to get the DNC procedure because we don't live near, like it takes us a while to get a, to a clinic. So he said, if you happen to have any kind of problem, uh, it's a long way to go. Uh, so I'd recommend this. And he said, like, you might end up being traumatized. And I, and I was thinking like, yeah, okay, let's just do that. What, what do I have to do? I just couldn't really like think at that point. And anyway, he said like, okay, we're going to look for an appointment. We'll check out what we can do. And we just left that place and uh, we just went for a coffee and kind of spoke a little bit. Then my partner went to work and I went home and I actually met up with a friend. I only had, well, we had decided not to tell anybody uh, until we were three months pregnant. I had just told two friends and one of my friends like we were going to meet for dinner and I told her right away I had a miscarriage a missed miscarriage and um and because yeah I was actually 10 weeks pregnant then but actually I had a like the baby was eight weeks pregnant when, and I anyway the thing is uh, I had dinner with her uh, because like my husband had something else and well, we decided like I really want to meet this friend and speak about this because I knew she would understand and you know she came with a like a big bag of like chocolate and I really was very thankful and um and the next morning well my partner had told his sister as well who had had a miscarriage before and she was super nice and she recommended her doctor so we went to see her doctor the next morning which was a woman and she was incredible because she really said uh she said like there are two options so the dnc and I recommend uh, you know to do it the natural way you know the body is intelligent and you know we'll go through and so go home think of it you know and and send me a whatsapp when you've decided um so I went home and I decided to get the DNC done just because um my husband had to travel for work 
two weeks after the miscarriage or three weeks after. And she said that this could take up to a month to actually happen. And I just couldn't be alone because my parents were traveling. Uh, and they didn't even know I was pregnant. They were traveling. Uh, my parents-in-law were traveling. My brother and sister weren't here. So I, we were re I was really alone. So I just wanted to get it done with as soon as possible as for him to be with me. And so we had it scheduled for the 1st of September and I got a DFC then the 1st of September. And I have to say it was, uh, I, I was very, very sad. And I feel like it went like, I wasn't really realizing what this was all about until it was actually happening. Uh, Cause it's been just uh, very much of a roller coaster. Uh, Cause like before I was surprised to be pregnant then I was afraid to be pregnant then I was happy to be pregnant. And all of a sudden I, I hardly even know, knew what DNCs were. So I was just very confused. And, um, and I, I, I was very happy that I had this little ritual with a, with a small candle uh, that my sister actually, cause I did tell my sister after uh, well, she's abroad, but I told her anyway. And, um, and she told me like, I, I read online just like after you told me about like rituals and luckily she did. Cause I wouldn't have thought of it, I think. And it was really beautiful because actually like in the hospital, when I was in the hospital, uh, like they, they first gave me something like in my mouth and then they had to put something in me like from like vaginally. And that made me very sad because it was like me accepting I was letting go and it would make me just very, very sad. And um, right after that, I decided, like I told my partner, I'm going to turn off the light, you know, do uh, have a little candle thing. And I really feel like it was my moment with the baby and not really his, like he just hugged me from behind. And, and while I actually just thought and spoke to my baby inside of me. And yeah, that whole night I bled a lot. I decided I didn't want to get any like morphine or anything because I did want to feel something you know I didn't want it to just be a before and after without living anything or feeling anything between um and and that morning I had the procedure done and it went okay and it went all it all went fine and um uh I bled for like two weeks but 10 days after the procedure, I actually went to see the doctor again. And she told me like to, for a checkup. And I went with my partner and actually she asked me how I was. And I just break down crying saying it was being hard. I, and that I couldn't believe I was so, so sad. I never expected I'd be that sad. Um, and also, well, my, my partner was about to leave and, and she actually told me that she recommended for me to have to take an antidepressant, depressive. Um, and I I had never taken anything at all, and I'm not very much medicine, but I thought I was gonna need it. I was already like having therapy ses sessions with a psychologist from before, and she's she was great. She had also had a few miscarriages, so she was very understanding. Uh, but I thought I actually needed this extra help because I wasn't being able to function at all at work or anywhere. And I ha was having tons of emotions and I was just very lacking of purpose to get up every morning. Uh, so uh, she recommended for me to take these medicaments for like three months. So that's what I'm on right now. And, um, and yeah, and that's kind of it. Then I got my first period and it's been really weird because I went back on birth control because I don't want this to like happen again that like I 
uh, I'm surprised with the pregnancy and I want to be prepared for it the next time. Um, and it's been very weird because I bleed in between because of course my hormonally, I'm still I'm kind of a mess and it hasn't been two months yet. So um, it's been really, in that sense, very crazy. And I think to sum up what it's been like, I've learned so much, first of all. And I, I want to say I admire women so much more today than I did before. And before, I think I already admired them a lot. Uh, but um, I think it's incredible what we go through. I'm surprised with how supportive women can be. I mean, my sister is 25, not near having children. And still, she connected so well to my emotion. And she was felt for me. And she said the right words. Of course, it's not everybody's case, but she said the right words. And, you know, my friends who have no, who do know, like have cried with me, have been very, very connected. Um, and I feel like this new sisterhood and even listening to the podcast, it's like incredible how, how important it is to have this. So that is one thing. And I, it's something I want to hold on to and like, want to consciously value further. Um, the other thing is, um, a second thing is, well, what I've said before, is like how much it actually hurts emotionally. Like I thought it wasn't going to be that hard for me, having in mind that it wasn't something I was expecting. I wasn't waiting for a baby. And although I don't cry every day anymore, uh, I, I'm sometimes very sad, very, very sad. And it's been very, very sad. And I still have issues with like, I had tons of plans and I was like, I don't want all of this. And at the same time, I don't want a, a rainbow baby either now because like, I feel like we have to work through things as well. So yeah. it's, it's weird. And the last thing, which is I think the hardest part because there's the grief for the baby. But there's also, and I think a few, a few others said a bit about this um, in, their, in their moments um, is how alone it is because okay, there are the people that say that at least, uh, and then there are the people who also say like, oh, but this is great because it means you can get pregnant. And in a way I say like, first of all, that's not the issue now. I'm grieving the, this baby, not another, right. you know, I'm grieving this baby. Second of all, I am, and we don't even know, but anyway, that is like, it's, we don't even know what that can finish in, whatever. And also, uh, Partner-wise, I feel like uh, in my case, it has been hard because I think I had the image of like, you know, when we decide to have a baby, it's both our babies. And I kind of realized that although the baby is mine and the other person's, it's still very much mostly mine, at least at the very beginning, because yeah. it's also very much mostly mine. I mean, it's me who's bleeding after. It's me who has, you know, this whole hormonal issue. It's me who has to, you know. So it, it has been lonely. So I feel I've also felt, lived like a process of grieving this partnership where I felt like we were very much in the same moment, but it's true. He grieves differently from I, the way I do. He's into work a hundred percent. And that's also his coping mechanism, but it's, it's very, very different. And you know, this idea of one saying like, yeah, we, we are pregnant. And then she had a miscarriage. It's something I felt very much, not that he said it at all, but it's something very, that you feel, you know, I'm the one having a miscarriage finally. So, so I think it's, 
it's it has taught me also you know to to accept uh that this is you know uh, in, big for us especially as women um yeah at least that's what i what i've uh felt and which is why i also value us much more <laughs> so yeah that's sums it up i think I, um, I, I so relate to a lot of things that you said. One that I feel like my journey with miscarriage and my infertility journey, it made me definitely respect women more. I think it made me more of a feminist. Like, I don't mm. think I considered myself like as into feminism <laughs> as mm -hmm. I was beforehand. And it's just shown me like a different light of what yeah. women go through and, the way that society like sees us and the way that things actually are and the way that we're either supported or we're not. Right. And then I also, um, I've been, I think I've said it in a couple of podcast episodes, either here or on other people's podcasts, but like I went into having kids thinking, well, this is what you do next. I didn't realize I had an option not to do it. I never felt like a maternal person. I was born into a really dysfunctional family of parents that probably should have never had kids, but they did. And I never really had that desire to be a mom. I just thought it was what I do next. And then after my first pregnancy ended, I was like, no, now this is all I can think about. And it kind of changed the way I saw my life a little bit more, or it made me realize what I wanted in life. And so I found that to be really interesting because you said how you were afraid at first and you had all these fears. And I would actually have nightmares about being pregnant while I was trying to conceive, I was terrified because it just wasn't something that felt like it came natural to me. Um, so I relate on so many levels to your story, even though we got there differently, I still related so heavily. Yeah, that, that is incredible what you're saying, because it's exactly what I felt. It's somehow um, the, the other day with my therapist, we were speaking and she said at some point, like uh, somebody was asking me for help with something emotional, very emotional. And I said, like, I couldn't. I'm usually a very helpful person. I like doing this. And she's actually said something like, your, your, I don't even know how to say this in English. Your uterus is still, mm. yeah, your yeah. uterus is still um, uh, healing. Yeah. You know? So it's like, so even mentally, like, it's still healing. You can't mother anybody else right now. You're not available. And that's when I said, like, it's crazy because I did not ha think of my uterus in my day-to-day -day life and yeah. now today when I think of it like it's not an organ anymore just just another organ in my body I had someone living in me for a while and it's I, I feel yeah. completely different it's a before and after and it's really true what you say like now before I was there, like I don't know if I want to be a mother or not and I feel like I already mothered someone I already didn't stop drinking alcohol I stopped climbing because I was afraid I you know all the things I usually did like I already kind of mothered for a while yeah and now that, with how much I loved this baby and how much we were connected, I said, like, this is the most incredible thing in life. Mm -hmm. How do I not want to? So I still, of course, I think I, I want to go slow, <laughs> yeah. uh, but I want to, I, I want to heal. And it's been too much for a roller coaster, but, but I do understand what you, what you're saying about like, it is something I can't stop thinking about when I never had thought of it much before. Yeah. It's, it's interesting thinking about it something like, thinking about your uterus. I don't think I paid my uterus a single thought in a day <laughs> before I ever got pregnant or wanted to be pregnant. 
And now I literally think about my uterus all the time. And <laughs> that's so, you know, that's only something that some of the population can relate to. And, and I think like you're saying, it makes you respect women differently. I think that that's something that we realize bonds us is yeah. our reproductive health in a way. Like it really, it, it bonds us whenever we learn more about it, whenever we go through struggles and, um, I'm very thankful that you shared your story and I think you might be the first guest from South America. So that is, (laughs) yes, you know, I, I actually found you because, um, I, cause I was looking for a place where, cause as we hadn't told anybody and we still don't really want to tell people because we were kind of afraid of like what, cause I did tell one person who I actually wish I hadn't told because I didn't feel like it they responded how I wish they could. So I prefer just keeping it where we have it right now. But I didn't need to hear about this. I, it, it's something that was happening. It didn't just, right. you know, I'm not bleeding anymore, but it's still in my mind. So I, so it's, it's very important. So I looked in different places and in Spanish, I couldn't find anything uh, much at all, actually. And, uh, and I found yours. I'm really, really thankful because, yeah, it's needed worldwide. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm trying to like quickly see if I can find. I know that there's a um, a Spanish doula. I don't know where she's located, but she'll sometimes share my posts and translate them. Um, oh wow! But her handle is in Spanish, and so I cannot, mm. for the life of me, remember. But I know that she exists and is out there. Um, so whenever I mm-hmm. find it, I'll have to put it in the show notes for this episode in case anybody's looking. Um, okay, great. But yeah, and. Um, we also have on my team, we have Jay who speaks Spanish. So if there's ever anything needed to translate, I'm more than happy to, to have her do that. Um, I think that that would be great because I try, I try to make it to where it's also easy for like our phones to translate, but it's, it's hard to do from another country. Like it's hard to just update those settings. Um, but that's amazing that you found this and that you found it to be helpful, even though it's not in your first language. I think that that's really amazing too. Yeah, yeah, no, 100%. I, very helpful for sure, so. Great, well, thank you so much, Olivia. I appreciate your time. Um, Thank you. And as your journey unfolds, if you ever wanna come back and share an update, no matter what the update is, um, whether it's good or bad or in between, you're always welcome to come and share.